0: You know, Balky, I thought I was missing Christmas with my family and my friends, but I'm not. You're here. We're talking top 10 80s TV Christmas episodes. Hit it. 1980s, John Lennon was assassinated, breakdancing was popularized, Teddy Ruxpin was a bestseller, and the TV shows all had the raddest Christmas episodes. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me is a Totally Rad Christmas all-star and a man who's literally written the book on Christmas. Author of the Christmas book, it's Ed Daly. Ed, how's it going? Hey,
1: Jerry. Good to be on the show again.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you back on. How's life been treating you? Uh, pretty, pretty well.
1: It was uh, a chaotic final month of the year, just trying to push my my book wherever I could. Yeah, and then it's weird because then do all this push for 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 my my book, the Christmas book, to try to include it in people's Christmas shopping, and then all of a sudden I've I've had no interviews since since
0: uh since <laughs> so, i i understand I have, <laughs> I have a christmas podcast so i definitely understand um but yes thank you for the book it's uh it's a great resource and i love it it's really really entertaining very well written and uh thoroughly enjoyed every bit of it so uh thanks <laughs> that's
1: good to hear thank you
0: yeah and i'm sure it was uh quite a passion i remember last time we were talking about uh, all the months you spent you know getting it done but uh, I'm sure it was quite a pleasure to see it actually put together and released
1: yeah and i I don't remember if, if we discussed this but um TV was really what um what pushed me to to write this book it was like TV episodes so what we're talking about today is nice near and dear to my heart
0: right on well there's a lot of them I had like the hardest time narrowing it down to just 10 <laughs>
1: yeah and I made so we had talked about doing this a few weeks ago. So I made a list and then I revisited and I was like, no, that's that's got to go above that. I changed my list like three times. It's funny.
0: (laughs) I did the same thing actually. I was like, yeah, these are it. And then I went back a few days ago and looked at it and said, no, I'm missing. How can I forget this one? And and uh, so it's been revised. I don't even know if this is my final version. But uh, this is the version that's going to be presented uh, today.
1: <laughs> right. Check, check back in with me six months from now and I'll have a completely different
0: topic. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, I, like I said, I had a really super hard time deciding on these these top 10. So I kind of want to mention just a few honorable mentions that I chose. Uh, and some okay. of them might be included in your list. I don't know. but um, okay. So uh, one of them was 21 Jump Street, Christmas in Saigon. Not like one of my favorites, favorites, but I it stood out because of the subject matter to me. Like I remember watching it as a kid, and and just it was all about uh, Vietnam, the war, and Harry, Harry Aoki. That's right, Aoki. Harry Aoki. Yeah, <laughs> so, so that was I'm one a... um, Brave Star because I used to love Brave Star uh, when I was in, um, younger. And Texas Terrible Night, it's like its own version of a Christmas Carol, where uh, one of the the mystic characters, uh, shaman. He kind of takes Tex Hex on a you know review of his past, present, and future. So it's really interesting. Uh, Tales from the Crypt is another one, and All Through the House, uh, where the the wife murders her husband, and then. Uh, and then yes. a, a crazed Santa also comes after her. It's like talking about cool. that one made my list. Okay, cool. Like list. I'll let you explain it then. I'll, <laughs> uh, the Dukes of Hazard, uh, the great Santa Claus chase was a great one. Um, two, two, seven, Mary's Christmas, Magnum PI operation, silent night. Like these are all, all some of my favorites. Cheers. Who's the boss. They all had great episodes and, uh, moonlighting. I liked both moonlighting episodes as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: but I not quite enough to put them on my list today. Uh, If you ask me tomorrow, it might be different, but (laughs) let's uh, let's get down to it. Let's start with number 10. So we're doing a top 10 of our, of our eighties our favorite eighties Christmas TV show episodes. And uh, I'll let you go ahead and start. Um, So why don't you start with number 10?
1: So two specials that I loved, but they were more specials and not episodes. That's
0: okay. Uh,
1: so i i didn't include Wee's playhouse christmas special even though i love it it's a fun variety show but that was not like a saturday morning show right. that was its own uh, evening and same with uh, my first favorite christmas related media was probably christmas eve on sesame yes street, but that also was a special that wasn't an episode so i love that when you saw them outside the street ice skating they were yes you know, oscar was skate skates below the trash can and stuff i that made me go crazy when i was like four five like i love that special but i didn't include that here um and um my number 10 was the golden girls the nightmare before christmas in 1980 all right Um <laughs> that's a good one and so they they were held hostage by a man dressed as santa claus at a grief council yes and it was you know just the 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 jabs left and right the uh, verbal jabs at each other and I, I thought it was pretty well written some funny uh, lines and um, and then all all of their flights end up getting grounded and they go to a diner together and have like a Christmas dinner at the diner yeah
0: uh, yes and this is also one of my favorites it's it's my number six actually and uh, I I really okay. enjoy it because this is like where they really become a family essentially. You know, they 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 right. realize that yeah, they missed their their flights home with, to be with their you know blood relatives, but that um, they're actually family and celebrating Christmas with each other right then and there, and so I, that's like why I love that right. one.
1: Yeah, it it, it really yeah, you you make a good point. It's like they were so desperate to get those flights, and like oh I'm you know this hostage situation, I'm never gonna get to where I need to be for Christmas. And then that that diner scene is nice. They like they acknowledge that. They do have a family
0: mm-hmm. and how about that uh that d- diner owner I guess he was just kind of or the the cook or whatever just kind of leaving the restaurant in the hands of these complete strangers <laughs> yeah right. it's, it's yeah. a different time yeah I don't think we see that no family. no wouldn't happen nowadays that's for sure <laughs> that was a good one i I like that one and uh really moving especially in light of uh Betty White's recent passing
1: that got bumped into mine when uh, the Betty White tribute started coming in. Cause I made the list before this and I had that as a, as uh, one of my honorable mentions. And then I was like thinking about it and I thought, no, it has to be.
0: Amazing. Yeah. And
1: yeah. Betty White, Betty White's passing, uh, got, got me to revisit.
0: Same that. here. I actually watched it again. Um, as soon as I heard and sure enough, I realized how much I really enjoy that episode. So, uh, Yes. My number 10 is actually uh, Perfect Strangers, A Christmas Story. So it's their first one from season two. This is when uh, yeah. you know Larry is super excited to take Balky back to his hometown. And um, because of the weather, of course, they end up getting stuck. And Balky tries his best to show Larry that they can have Christmas here. And finally, after uh, getting so frustrated with Larry, he kind of blows up on him. Then Larry realizes that. Balky's family as well, and you know, after all these these months, uh, he knits him that um, what was it a a throw or a blanket? I don't remember what it was, but I think it was I think it was a blanket, yeah. Was it a sweater? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, and he he like just stayed there for months, knitting it every night after Larry would go to sleep, and uh, I mean, he's just trying his hardest, and (laughs) I just I love that because again, you get that same kind of oh yeah, we we really are family here. Yeah, I'm not going to be the Christmas boy. (laughs) <laughs> you know passing out presents but you know here here we are and this is what christmas really is about is, is our family and being together
1: they also had another christmas episode with uh the, when they were at the newspaper with mr yes. gorsley and the guy was like really nasty to everybody and it was it was it was a pretty rough episode like <laughs> it was just a lot of meanness until the very end that
0: one, and i, I like that one too uh but i because of that, yeah, Mr. Gorpley is a little bit unbearable at times. So I that's why I went with this one right. <laughs> instead. But I, I think yeah, that one was called like one. the uh, the gift of the Mepiate or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> I like Mr. Gorpley. I mean, in, in moderation.
1: It's one of those things um, of all the different uh, redemption stories they do um, with, with uh, Christmas episodes like taxi redeeming um devito's character mm-hmm. drawn, i can't believe i'm drawing a blank on his but some guys you just wonder like well would they really have mr Gorpley to uh to their party and then he's nasty to everyone but but yeah they that's a common theme to to redeem the the jerk of the show
0: and and uh he does get that redemption which i do love but yes uh, i think i think yeah. it, they just stayed with mr gorpley too long i like his small little sections in, the, in each episode and that's about it <laughs> but yeah. thank goodness yeah balky helps teach everyone again it's always balky he's the the innocent one right uh, you know the, the pure-hearted one what christmas is all about <laughs> yeah but what about number nine uh for for
1: me number nine i have it's gary shamling show the christmas episode Um, and they have, it's just, it's Gary Shandling just doing that weird show where he's, he's breaking the fourth Mm -hmm. wall and, um, he's, he's, he's going through some issues at Christmas and then his, the guests leave his party early. One of the guests is, uh, caroling Tom Petty (laughs) is just randomly part of it. And uh, his mother gives him his father's watch for Christmas, and then it goes missing. And the episode is him trying to figure out who took it. And at one point, he tries to shake, um, look under the cushions, and instead the camera rotates upside down. So like the entire home, his entire home is upside down trying to shake everything out. Um, I just thought it was funny, and it's vintage Gary Shandling just just being weird on that show that really was not like other...
0: I really liked the Gary Shandling show and and I agree it was definitely ahead of its time I think. I, I like the one um or the one that always re- sticks in my mind is when he marries his maid I believe to help get her a green card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that's the one that I always remember. But it's it's uh, it was it was different and odd and quirky and just it, it kind of was like his stand up in a way. It was more like his stand up than uh, the Larry Sanders show was.
1: Right, it was it was it was
0: much more
1: joke oriented, one-liners thrown in there. Whereas Larry Sanders, the Sanders' show was like a, um, a fully um, fleshed-out idea. This, it was just, it was so much different than any other show mm-hmm. that it was, it was, it's Gary Shandling's show was you know right down to the theme song it's just funny it's one
0: of like my all-time favorite theme songs you know because it's it's just so meta it's like this is the theme to gary show (laughs) it says like gary called me up and asked if i would write his theme song i mean it's just it's it's brilliant it's (laughs) it really is
1: yeah it's a real wink at the audience yeah
0: yeah that's good i'd forgotten all about the gary Shanling show until you mentioned it right now and now i want to go back and and just binge it if i can
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's available, maybe Daily Motion or one of those websites. Gotcha. There's a
0: bunch. Cool. I'll definitely have to check it out because I don't remember the, the Christmas episode. So I'm very excited to dive back in. But I do remember that, uh, that theme song. It's very memorable. <laughs> uh, my number nine was actually Saint Elsewhere. Santa Claus is dead.
1: Yeah, that's... Uh lots going
0: on in there, <laughs> it's right? a lot yeah yeah the the basic premise the the what the show is named after is that the a, a santa that they hired to come and, and visit with the children uh, he has uh, some sort of heart attack or, or medical incident and then they have to perform surgery on him and he does end up passing away but that's like one plot there's like a whole other plot with like dr ehrlich giving out presents and no one like giving any to him and because <laughs> he has no friends. And then uh there's a whole nother um plot where oh gosh. Um
1: Ed Begley, yeah, that was Ed Ed Bagley Jr. They, yeah, that was him. Yeah. Is that what we
0: Yeah, yeah. That's he's, he's cheap. too cheap. Yeah. There's the one where uh the 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 father of the autistic boy, he um he just they don't really do Christmas very, very big at all. And so finally he's convinced to go to you know, his family is convinced to go to church because of the daughter's boyfriend and he's feeling lonely. So he ends up going after like a long fight with uh, uh, Mr. Feeney's character, <laughs> Dr. Craig. And uh, it's, it always took me a while. I always pictured Mr. Feeney first. Um, <laughs> but it's really, really interesting, you know, and and uh, Dr. Craig is having a whole thing like he has a huge Christmas party. It's like all the trimmings, everything. He goes all out. But he had just like lost his his son. And so, uh, you know, he has to pass hand off like some of his family traditions now to his, his granddaughter. And so he's, uh, he's feeling emotional and he doesn't feel like he needs to go to church. And I mean, there's like a lot going on and, uh, underneath that we get Denzel Washington and, uh, Howie Mandel as well. So, <laughs> so that's yeah, a win. It was an impressive. Task. Yeah.
1: It was, there was always, it was a very, and I, I remember, um, watching it while while researching my book and it was uh it's a very like layered episode. There's you know, they're able to jump around. That was an hour long
0: it was, yeah. Yeah. So they had the, the luxury of of fleshing that out a bit more. Um I, yeah. I really like this episode. I think it's again it's like dealing with grief at during the holiday times. It's dealing with loneliness. Uh and so I just I find it all to be a very not refreshing because that's that's not the right word, but um just uh, intriguing because I'm I've been very blessed to have all my family around me uh, for most of this time. And so I, I just, that exploration of some of these themes was something new and, and different for me. And I really enjoy it. So that one made my, my top 10 for sure.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a solid episode. And I, I didn't think of adding that one, but uh, thinking back, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, my list is almost all set. okay. Because <laughs> I will, because an episode like that, I like, but I won't, Revisit as much as a comedy, like something like yeah. so. I think the, the, the episodes I think about around Christmas are, are you know, tend to be the, the funnier ones, but that that's a very solid episode. Um, this is the maybe the one non funny uh one. My number eight is The Tales from the Crypt and All Through the House <laughs> from 1989. Um, so it's yeah, it's the woman, it's a woman, um, murdering her husband, um, and news has leaked that there's an escape escape mental patient dressed as a Santa Claus murdering people. And she's like, Oh, well, here's, here's how I can get away with it. (laughs) Say that he's, he was killed by this guy. But the problem is while she's doing the murder and everything, she's leaving herself vulnerable to the, the crazed Santa Claus (laughs) roaming. Um, and it's, it's fun. fun, Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting. I didn't even I just found this out that it's just a straight up remake of a nineteen seventy-two. I didn't I, I knew there was a Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah, Joan Collins is the one. And that one focuses it's like the Tales from the Crypt movie, the opening segment, it's vignettes, and the opening segment is is the Christmas. Mm. Um and it's the same thing except that focuses more on her really just trying to deal with the cleanup of the murder before like covering her bases before she can call the cops because there's a killer coming after her. Um, So it's more like she's dealing with one thing before she can deal with the murderer on the loose at my dinner. But it's, you know, it's, it's a, a silly horror slasher kind of feel to it. And it's, it's yeah. Kind of a, a good chaser. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's funny because like that's one of the 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 real holiday tropes of slasher films is the uh, the you know the the villain dressed up as Santa Claus.
1: <laughs> yes. No, it's happened so many times.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Christmas Evil, um, you know Silent Night Deadly Night, um, all those, but yeah. So and now we can add Tales from the Crypt to that list as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I guess the original Tales from the Crypt, that might have been the first one, the 1972. Crazed oh santa. yeah
0: i guess so that
1: might have been that might have been the first and then
0: uh because black christmas was what 74 i haven't seen that one in a long time i don't even remember if that's uh if that's a crazed santa killer or not i don't think it's i don't a, think it is either i don't think, it's yeah, a crazy I think christmas evil would be next
1: the call is, yeah the call is coming from in the oh, house that's right yeah
0: yeah so then yeah so then it would be christmas evil wow all right well we'll put it down as uh as a first here <laughs> i don't know if it is but i'm gonna say it is <laughs> uh, that's a good one i um i'm gonna kind of piggyback off that uh off that comedy part not not so much the the macabre but um i'm gonna go with full house our very first christmas show for my number eight okay. this is one i i remember very vividly because i was always worried that if i ever flew uh, you know when i was a kid if we ever flew to go see family anyway we never did but if we did i was afraid we were gonna get stuck and we would have to have some sort of you know, hijinks like this, but essentially the they're going uh, the whole Tanner family plus uh, Joey and, and uh, Jesse and his parents are at the airport because they're flying to see family Becky is there as well because she's going to go see her family they get snowed in and it deals with uh, Stephanie really trying to figure out how Santa's going to find them and her despair
1: and Tomorrow morning when you wake up, I guarantee you the roller skates you asked for will be here How can you be sure? Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer will find you. Because his nose is radar. All these years, I thought it was just a headlight.
0: Uh, So there's that. There's also the whole Joey, uh, not Joey, Jesse trying to get with Becky angle. and. uh, (laughs) And of course, in the end, Christmas miracles do happen, and uh, Santa does find them. And I love that Santa was actually played by um, Boss Hog. So, it's a... Oh, great! <laughs> yeah, so it was a nice little change of pace there for uh, for Boss Hog. <laughs> I don't remember his real name. <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah, I, I can't. I'm, I was racking my brain. I can't think of of who he was. Yeah. Um... Denver pile. I'm trying to think. I know some of the actors, but not Bob.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that one, I, I really enjoy. Um, I actually that one means a little bit more cause I got to watch it with my daughter, my oldest. Oh, and okay. so she, you know, she was really feeling everything that Stephanie felt. And, and uh, I mean, it was, it was wonderful. We, we got to bond over it because I, I felt the same thing when I was her, you know, as, uh, when I was younger. So yeah, it was great. That's my number eight, I think.
1: Yeah. I, I had definitely had that concern when I was a kid and, third and fourth grade third grade we went to um we were living for a couple of years we lived in a different place and we flew back to new jersey where mm-hmm. i'm from for christmas and i was like well we're not at home now what, what are we you know we're flying to my grandparents house like so does he know because i don't think he visits grandma and grandpa so what, what's gonna happen <laughs> then? Yeah, he found the way Santa Somehow. knows
0: yeah <laughs> he knows how to find you knows.
1: <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> excuse me so what do you got for number seven here?
1: So my number seven is very weird. Um and late night with David Letterman, when he was the early days, he would hijack entire shows and just do something really off the wall. It it later became just a segment where he just do one funny thing or or you know what one planned bit. But he took an entire episode, it was just a regular episode, um, and he made it seem like one of those corny old fashioned um like kind of like a Bing Crosby kind of uh Andy Williams type special and it was Christmas with the Letterman's in 1984 <laughs> and he had the Doodletown Pipers opened up with this like really bland music and he's wearing a sweater vest and a flannel shirt and and he's just he's he's got a fake family and but like weirdly like he sends the five-year-old out he goes all right, it's time to go get the tree, and he just sends a five five year old out <laughs> with fifty bucks and says, you know, just go in you know, a like a snowstorm, and it's they make this like fake living room, and it's it's just so weird and bizarre. It's it's on YouTube, Um and Pat, he has Pat Boone come on oh, wow. as like a guest, and Pat Boone is promoting exactly one of these specials at the same time that he's making fun of, and it's it's just really funny, and then. Pat Boone, and you can't quite tell like is Pat Boone on the joke or is he just kind of is he just <laughs> plowing ahead and not really thinking about it? And Pat asks him uh, what Christmas means to him, and then he wanders off, and then he he finds himself under a mistletoe, and he's like, "Well, I don't remember what your question was, but I hope I get lucky." <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: classic Letterman. <laughs> it's,
1: it's just full full bizarro, like old Letterman, um, and uh, it's 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 funny it's just it's a good takedown of of all the the corny 70s specials
0: and there was quite a few of them and they a lot of them actually persisted uh through the the 80s as well yeah. Andy Williams in particular really he, he kind of kept going but yeah, just being a
1: sled oh here I am in Vienna yeah. and singing along. exactly
0: <laughs> yeah
1: there wasn't much content it was just singing but like they would they would add. I mean, even Bing Crosby, the famous uh, or infamous uh, duet with Bowie, mm-hmm. he was like pretending to be just visiting England, right. and the next door neighbor came by, and that was David Bowie's. It's <laughs> uh, they they always had pretty corny premises.
0: <laughs> I kind of want to do my own now, just to <laughs> just just to see how corny I can make it. <laughs> yeah. Oh look, it's the Queen of England. She just happens to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have yeah, thought? exactly. But I do a terrible the Queen of England impression.
1: <laughs>
0: George Bush happens to be coming over for uh for a cup of sugar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's good. Uh mine number 7 actually isn't that good. That's a good one. Mine is from G.I. Joe. It's Cobra Claws are coming to town. Oh. Cuz I used to love G.I. Joe. So this one is uh it's- yeah, I love this one. Is that the one with the parrot? The one with the parrot, yeah. Yeah. Destro creates an invention, because he's always doing that, which can shrink all of Cobra's uh, troops down, and they kind of sneak inside some presents that the Joes are going to give out for like a Toys for Tots kind of thing. And then they uh, embiggen themselves uh, (laughs) and take over G.I. Joe base and steal their their, um, weapons and planes and everything, their vehicles, so that they can frame the Joes we're taking over a town and and essentially um, asserting martial law. So it's it's co- really convoluted. Somehow, uh, Polly shipwrecks parrot gets <laughs> really giant size and helps save the day. <laughs> and he, like, does he like he he yodel or
1: something? Jingle bells! Something? I think he sings. <laughs> he does, yeah, while he swooping down and like taking
0: down helicopters. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. And uh and I love it. It's just it's one of those random ones, kind of like uh yours was pretty random, but uh in in a weird way that only G.I. Joe could be. <laughs> yeah. If
1: you're gonna be G.I. Joe, you gotta go big, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So poor Polly. Eventually the Joes win and of course the day is saved. But that one holds a special place in my heart because I used to love G.I. Joe's. Yeah, that's a fun one. <laughs> Uh, oh man
1: uh, my my number six I have uh, Newhart No no Room at the Inn from 1982 and it was it might have been the first or second season because it was before Peter Scolari mm-hmm. and Julia, Duff, Julia mm-hmm. Duffy before they showed up it was with uh, some different people but you had Tom Poston and um, you know the, he's running the Inn in Vermont and I think this is their, yeah, it's their first Christmas Mm -hmm. in Vermont. And so, uh, Dick wants it a certain, what he, you know, he has an idea of what this this festive Christmas in Vermont should be. And, um, and it's not the traditional Christmas he wanted. Um, because there's a, there's a big snowstorm and the people who are staying there are annoyed because they can't go skiing on Christmas. (laughs) And, And then, Uh, they have to share what they were going to have for their private dinner. He has to, they have to give out some of the food that he wanted. He wanted things a certain way. And, and it's called no room at the inn. And the way that the episode wraps up is pretty funny because there's a, there's a, uh, a Joe and Mary that's, uh, (laughs) that's pregnant and and it's imminent in this snowstorm and there's no room at the inn, And so they have to give up their own bedroom to, to uh, the couple, but uh, it's, a, it's a funny, it's a funny My episode.
0: favorite bit of that special is at the very end. It's like the end tag, where uh, the some guy's car breaks down. He comes to ask for help, and uh, his last name is Wiseman. It's like him and his two brothers. So there's three Wiseman. <laughs> so there's Joseph and Mary giving giving birth, and uh, there's no room at the end, and three Wiseman come. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. I I love that one that's yeah it's really good now uh for for my number six i actually like i mentioned was the uh, the golden girls episode and with that deranged yeah. santa and we get uh wasn't mr gorpley actually him, the the actor that plays mr gorpley he's the uh, one of the patients that's the, the habitual liar i believe yeah
1: <laughs> yeah he i think that, that guy got a lot of work yeah
0: he did like, he was he was director actor he
1: was in a lot of, i was definitely very aware of him by the time he became gorpley like yeah. he was in stuff
0: yeah, character actor extraordinaire. Yeah, he's just a like a pathological liar, and and he tricks them into giving him some money. And uh, <laughs> of course, Rose is the one that's actually volunteering, which is so Rose. That sounds like right up her alley. Yeah. She's trying to help people, and yeah. The, as I mentioned before, I it's just fantastic. I love the end where they kind of take over the diner, and and with the snow, and it's uh yeah, it's a a very very fun episode. And uh, that one, because of, again, like I said, I revisited it recently, and I think all the nostalgia with uh, Betty White and and her passing, and it kind of bumped it up a couple of notches for me. Yeah. Ooh, we reached the halfway mark. Before we continue, uh, some of our listeners actually wrote in and, and had some of their own comments. So on uh, Twitter, Mark Rowley actually said that one of his favorites was Wurzel Gummidge, Cup of Tea and a Slice of Cake. That one I'd never heard of. It's... Uh, i i thought
1: i researched them all but i i don't know that
0: one. <laughs> apparently i think it's a british show Sounds yeah i i had never that that one was definitely i mean i yeah that went way over my head because i'd never heard of that one before yeah i'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna have to track that yeah, it's down
0: worzel i think maybe worzel it's w-o-r-z-e-l and then gummidge g-u-m-m-i-d-g-e so odd anyway um a few listeners: A uh, double A from one of the from uh, just another Friday night podcast. said, The Wonder Years, Christmas, Mash, Death Takes a Holiday, uh, Married with Children. It's a Bundyful Life. Chad Wansick said, uh, "Growing Pains." The Kid. Ken Kessler said, "Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire," and he also mentioned uh, the Thirty Something. I'll be home for Christmas, which uh, and also the uh, Saturday Night Live episodes, uh, season ten, episode nine, with Eddie Murphy. Was one of his favorites as well. Oh yeah. So, Mr. Robinson. Yeah, that's right. Mr. Robinson's neighborhood.
1: <laughs> so anyway, it's when he had the Cabbage Patch Kids and he took a cabbage and <laughs> stuck it on his and he <laughs> saw a doll's head.
0: Yeah, I like Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. <laughs> I like when they're doing the word X, the, the, the letter X. Yeah. X X, yeah. X, X, X cape. <laughs> yeah. uh, classics. But, all right, now uh, back to our regularly scheduled episode. So, let's go uh, in our final countdown to number five.
1: Well, a couple of things. I forgot that that first ever Christmas episode of The Simpsons was in the mm-hmm. 80s. That was the uh, the only 80s Simpsons episode, I guess. Uh, so, that should have been on my list. It would have been. Um, but I don't. I, I, at the same time, I don't know what it bumped. But number five, you did just mention it, The Wonder Years. Christmas from nineteen eighty eight. Nice, um, Kevin. Kevin's trying to get a present for Winnie, yeah. and um, and the boys are trying to drop hints that they want a color TV from the dad. And uh, you have that element, and then there's a uh, you know a poignant uh, aspect to that episode because it's the first Christmas uh, Winnie's brother had just died in right. and they were going through something. So Kevin, everything got put in perspective for him when they're worried about the TV and they're worried, he's worried about the gift for Winnie. And then he realizes, yeah, they're, they're still in mourning and it was uh you know, it's a, a touching. episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: with, with some funny
0: parts. Right. Well, and, and I think the wonder years did that really well. They were able to, to kind of navigate that balance, you know, of um, drama and, and, um, and comedy. And, and I think they really balanced that out throughout their entire run. They, they did a fantastic job with that. Yeah. And of course, every little boy had a crush on Winnie Cooper. So uh, <laughs> that's that's definitely a good one. Yeah.
1: And it's always a bummer. Every couple of years, somebody would be like, well, Wonder Years took place in 1987. It was it was looking back at 1968. So if they did that for today, you'd be looking at 2001 or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's always a bummer when... <laughs>
0: What I hear. A friend of mine just told me that and I thought, oh, why'd you say that? I can't unsee unthink that now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah. I mean, you think about in the two we're thinking of back to the 80s, but now it's yeah, that's 40 years ago. Yeah. Oof. It's rough. Uh <laughs> well, that's that's a good one. Um, my number five is also kind of a bummer, and it's Alf's special Christmas from season two. Whoa, that's a that's a crazy heavy episode, episode. yeah <laughs> i mean a little girl actually died you know, for for this episode essentially yeah
1: <laughs> it's bad. I, I mean this, this was i don't know if they did other episodes where it didn't take place in the house really at right
0: all. I, and i don't recall them except for uh maybe it the finale
1: shot differently
0: mm-hmm. it was shot differently
1: it, it looks different yeah and uh Man, they 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 throw some heat at at the audience with with uh, Alf. You were not expecting that when you signed up for
0: Alf. <laughs> no, Alf was always you know fun and funny, and yeah, there was a few episodes here and there where they dealt with things, but you know, Alf was just the fish out of water story that that everybody likes to laugh at. And in this one, he some he accidentally finds himself uh, on a truck of toys destined for a local hospital, and as while he's there, he. Uh, meets a little girl who's dying and only has like a few well we don't know how long but basically her very very limited time left on earth and so he has to kind of yeah do they mention he, it he hears the doctor
1: and say, the doctors are like this is going to be your last Christmas." like they make it pretty clear like alf alf hears that and then sneaks back in her room
0: yeah oh yeah i mean we know she's going to be passing soon we just don't know how soon but uh, there's there's that storyline. There's also the storyline of the man uh, hired to play Santa that uh, his wife died and now he feels he has nothing left to live for. And so he wants to commit suicide as well. It's This was a heavy episode besides just a family looking yeah. for Alf because he's lost.
1: And I think the old man was played by Cleavon Little, little from Blazing Yes, he
0: was. And he also did a fantastic job because I, I bought it uh, when I was little. I, I completely believed that he wanted to end it. Um, but Alf convinces him saying that, yeah. Hey, you know, you, you know, you're special, you know, you're, you really are like a Santa. You're giving gifts of joy. And, and I know it's sad, but we'll get through this. And, and he kind of turns it around. He saves a man's life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. It's just the, uh, my, the, the shock and awe of- Throwing a dying ch- child and then be like oh wait there's <laughs> more there's also a suicide oh.
0: yeah it was definitely a blitzkrieg of uh, <laughs> just oh man uh, it does end happily she's still alive at the end of the episode so there's that
1: yeah. but <laughs> when it fades to black it says in loving memory of tiffany and a girl that died at like 10 years old or right. whatever it was it's, it's it brings me right back, like, wow, that was based off of a real. Yeah,
0: movie. yeah, she'd wanted to be part of the show, and unfortunately, they couldn't make it happen. So they did this in tribute to her. But oof, that, uh, that's a rough episode. But I love it. It's it's just it's you know like just it gets it gets me every time. So I had to put it up there at yeah. number five. <laughs> so hopefully, you can lighten the mood now.
1: <laughs> I hope I can because it's an episode
0: that you and I have already
1: visited. Number four for me, family ties at Keaton Christmas Carol. Um, we did we did an episode a few months did. ago yeah. on that very episode. It's it's the Dickens with uh telling with Alex as the Scrooge character, and his sisters play Christmas past and future. They don't do a present.
0: Right. And I remember thinking that was kind of odd. But they, you know, they had limited time and they squeezed it in and, and it was fun. You know, he sees his future where he's a... Uh, Overweight and balding, but ridiculously rich, and his family is living in squalor, and he hires them just to do, to do laundry for him. <laughs> and crushes crushes yeah. her wheelbarrow with his helicopter,
1: <laughs> right? And the, his first thought, even though his his family is living in squalor, is like, "What happened to my hair?" Yeah. That was his first. <laughs> that
0: was his first thing. But again, it shows how uh, talented Michael J. Fox is. <laughs> he, was, he was, yeah, so such a charismatic uh, lead actor.
1: Arise, Alex, and come hither, for I am charged with showing you the true meaning of Christmas.
0: Hey, I'm not coming hither. Uh-uh. No way.
1: Alex, come hither. I'm coming hither. I'm hither.
0: Uh this is funnily enough my number four as well. So yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So um everything about it was fantastic yes the special effects were very dated for their time you know the the smoke and the way that they kind of superimposed them at first Uh, but it's it was uh it was just so fun and funny and he goes back and sees exactly how his tradition started of you know taking a picture of decorating the tree and it turns out it was his idea spoiler alert but
1: (laughs) so number three for me I think was in your honorable mentions. I, I really like and They do have two good Christmas episodes, but it was the episode before Christmas. Ooh, yeah. Um, where it's the whole premise of the story is that Richard Belzer and another guy, they, they kill a, a man and then his wife takes their baby and, and escapes the apartment. But the, uh, before the, the killers get to her and, she drops the baby off at Mr. Pesto's apartment or in the, in the laundry room or no, it's in her apartment. apartment. And, and while the Pesto's doing her laundry she comes back, she just finds this baby. And then she's trying to take care of this baby. And the blue moon detective agency gets involved with finding out who the mother is. And you realize the mother's name is Mary. (laughs) Joseph. Joseph was the father that was killed <laughs> and the uh, the FBI agents are all last names. Yeah. Same. <laughs> the,
0: the three kings. Three yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, it's a fun, it's a fun episode where they're kind of bouncing all over the place and, um, and they get into a fight and they're, I think at Maddie's house and, and David's throwing all kinds of stuff at the, at the, the criminals. And uh, it just has a fun, it's a, it keeps the tone of that show that it's, there's some sort of mystery or you know a murder that they're trying to solve, but it has a, a very lighthearted mm-hmm. feel to it, and I I find it fun. The other one they had was like a "It's a Wonderful Life," where Maddie wishes wonders if she was right involved with the Blue
0: Right, right, and and, and say so I agree with you. I think this one's better. I love the actual ending, ending where. They, they start, you know, the, the, it starts snowing oh, yeah. and they start singing. and It turns out they, they literally just show the whole cast and crew and their family, you know, and the stage and the cameras and everything. And it's talk about breaking the fourth wall. It's, uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, they totally pan out. And it's like, yeah, the lighting guys mm-hmm. every, everybody's singing. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, mm-hmm. like with, with their families. So you see like 60, 70 yeah. people Yeah. All, all there.
0: Can you imagine taping that? I bet that would be amazing just being there with everybody yeah. and and then seeing yourself on, on TV and like, Oh
1: yeah. 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 They made it. Snow. Yeah. <laughs> Inside.
0: Yeah. So that one was nice. Uh, I, I, yeah, I do love that one. Um, my number three is actually another cartoon. It's Robotech seasons greetings. So this one is a, uh, this one also is kind of deep for a cartoon. Uh, this one really touched me. It's essentially um, there's a love triangle going on and, one of the members of the love triangle uh, it's the ex of the, the main of Rick, the main character and her name is Min and she goes back to him because her boyfriend or ex at this point has left her. And so she goes back to Rick looking for some sort of comfort while all this happens. There's also the, uh, the bad guy, he decides to attack. And so he, they literally like have all sorts of destruction all over the city and, uh, I really love this one because it ends where it's, you know, the, there's a priest in front of like the sacred heart of Jesus statue and it's like kind of destroyed a little bit. And he's like already given up his faith and he, all the congregation just starts singing silent night and like the whole town just kind of comes together. And so it's uh, another one of those, like, don't give up. This is a season of hope kind of spirit, you know, um, messages. And, and so I really like this one, even though it's a cartoon, I found it to be incredibly deep. <laughs> I was not expecting it at all. I'm not familiar with that one.
1: I, I got to take it out. It sounds yeah, pretty, pretty heavy for a cartoon. It, yeah.
0: The whole saga Robotech. Cause it, it, I mean, it's a strange thing. They literally took three different cartoons, created a new plot and mashed them together. And so this is part of the very first episode. It's uh, I think it's episode like number 35 or something like that. And, um, they yeah they created this plot where they're trying to the the villains the aliens are trying to get this particular um it's called proto-culture it's like they need it to power their ships and everything and so they they just do the surprise attack on christmas day and it's oh man it gets me but the whole saga was was very adult for its time um which makes sense because it was based on a you know it was based on an anime but it, it wasn't as heavily edited as like voltron was say so yeah yeah it's a good one yeah,
1: I'm more familiar with Voltron, but I, yeah, I, I should check yeah, that out. Yeah, it's a
0: good one. Sounds Definitely a cool. good one. What about you? We're down to our final few here. Two.
1: <laughs> Number two, Married with Children. And I, I like a few of the Married with Children. It's a Bundleful Life was one of the ones suggested. Um, I, I like You Better Watch Out from 1987. And that is the, not Al's Mall, but this new, oh, yeah. great mall, the, the Lakeside Mall that, like, even Peg was like, oh, I'm just going to stop there. That's what's a <laughs> nice mall. And, uh, they had a promotion where a skydiving Santa is supposed to be, like, handing out coupons from the sky. And, uh, his, uh, his parachute yeah. doesn't open. And he ends up in the Bundy's backyard. And it's a, it's a very funny, I mean, obviously it's, it's dark, um, a dark premise. But it's funny because, um... It's this traumatizing moment, and also a situation where the, the people working for the mall are trying to uh, see if if they can uh, keep keep the the, the, the Santa there, so nobody sees what happened to the Santa, and then they're gonna they're gonna. Uh, it, it revolves around like, well, what do the Bundys get out of this? And then of course, you know, it ends up, you know, it's a, it's a good, it's a good um, episode to show off what is funny about that show and what, you know, the, the funny, mean spirited way that they treat each other, but still like they, they have a, a, a fulfilling Christmas nonetheless. And
0: this was before Jefferson. I think this was when Darcy was married to her, her first husband.
1: Yeah. Steve Steve Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, and and Marcy is the only one fully traumatized by the sense. She's just sitting on the couch like rocking <laughs> back and forth like just
0: And Al has to put on the suit and he goes outside to talk to all the children. Yes. <laughs> which is a funny right. scene. But uh it does end happily. For the Bundy's because inside the sack that the Santa was carrying, turns out there's a bunch of ten dollar gift certificates to the new mall. So okay. then they go on a shopping spree and get some Christmas presents.
1: But but Al put on the Santa costume to just get the kids to to like go away. Everything's fine. Right. But by doing that, the Lakeside Mall was gonna cut them a big check. Um and then like, oh, the kids already left. So i guess you don't need our money anymore and so they they ripped up the check for him but luckily at yeah the end, they did they did
0: well and uh, uh that guy was actually um what was his name ray something the host of family feud in like the mid to late 80s yes. yeah Oh, well, was that Ray? ray yes yeah that's it yeah <laughs> yeah i like that episode that's a good one too um i didn't watch a lot of a lot of married with children until the nineties. So that one completely passed me by in, in uh, 87, but it's a great episode. And I, I kind of wish I had seen it. Cause I know I would have been, I would have just been cracking up the whole time. <laughs> uh, my number two is, yeah, it's really it long. is really dark. Yeah. I mean, you don't think like a show is going to kill the man dressed as yeah. Santa, and <laughs> but no, they go there. They do. <laughs> um, which was typical. That was like pushing the envelope for Fox back in the day.
1: Right. Well, they, I mean, I think that that was, that was their angle, right? You already have the three networks and they were trying to establish themselves. So the shows that stood out were that
0: the Simpsons things
1: things that were very, very different. Mm -hmm. They tried some like traditional sitcoms.
0: They didn't go anywhere.
1: Really went nowhere.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, My number two is actually night court. Uh, I know the most famous one is, you know, Santa goes downtown and that's a really good one also gets very deep I, with michael, with j. michael fox. j fox yeah but i actually like just a little bit better and it's just it really is just a little bit uh santa on the lamb so uh, a santa department store santa is replaced by a robotic santa and on christmas eve <laughs> and so he kind of gets upset and he smashes the the robot santa with a golf club and gets arrested and somehow he he manages to escape from the holding cell and he's got a gun and he kind of holds hostage Dan Dan Fielding, you know, John Lurie's character. Right. He he's really lamenting like the state of Christmas and the state of the world and and how, you know, they're just much more selfish and it's just not the same and so Dan kind of goes on a whole, yeah, it's not the same, but it's, you know, it's it doesn't mean it's bad, it just means it's different and he he essentially makes the uh, the gentleman playing Santa want to also go to the roof and jump off and, and commit suicide. And so then Dan, one of the most cynical you know, self-absorbed characters has to spend the rest of the episode trying to convince him that uh, Christmas is still worth saving and it's worth living for. And which he ends up doing despite everyone else uh, also having kind of a sour Christmas. And, and there's that whole little subplot of Harry um, entertaining this tax attorney and <laughs> she gets really drunk and, and tries to, take advantage of him but uh, I, there's a lot of other funny funny bits there but but uh dan actually was the hero to me in that one and he makes that santa have hope again that it's okay if, you know for the world so he goes back to the holding cell and and you know uh or he's about to and then dan drops all charges and so he he sets him free
1: that's uh that's a good one i unfortunately night court i had santa goes downtown that was in my top 10 but when i was like i gotta have golden yeah. girls that was a casualty yeah. so So night court was an honorable mention for me, but that is a very underrated sitcom that, um, you know, when you think back of, of eighties shows, like people will talk about cheers Mm -hmm. and, and Cosby show and, and night court really doesn't come up. Right. And it It really really is dynamic.
0: Yeah. Um, Well written. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I,
1: that that's, yes, that's a good, that's a good show. Um, Uh, a worthy choice (laughs) uh my my number one i think was maybe an honorable mention uh to me christmas cheers oh yeah yeah that's 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 my favorite episode from the 80s um the main plot is that sam didn't get a gift for rebecca (laughs) and woody and carla did this was right when The the bar had been taken over, Mm -hmm. and um, and Sam says to Carla something like, "Well, you got her a gift, you don't you hate her?" And and she's like, "Yeah, it's called kissing." (laughs) That's that's what you do. Got to love Carla. So then he has to go out on Christmas Eve to try to find uh, something, and um, and all the stores are closed. And then he runs into a flight attendant and becomes, you know, Sam Malone doing the Sam Malone thing, um, and he gets her to give him one of his, he'll buy one of her gifts and she'll he'll give her the money and she gives him the, accidentally some diamond earrings that were supposed to be for her mom. So then he gives Rebecca diamond earrings. And so he shows up Carla and and uh, Woody. And then they are so excited to open the presents they got from <laughs> Sam. And it's like a wallet. And they're like, You got her diamond earrings? Don't even like her. And it becomes this whole thing. Then Sam thinks he can get her. And then this the Then the other two uh, subplots are Norm is playing a a Santa, and uh, Carla's like, oh, that's what my son meant when he said Santa smells like the place mommy works. (laughs) Um, And uh, and Cliff is is trying to win the post post office uh, contest for the most canned goods you get a trip to Orlando and he comes up one short and uh and at the end he 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 finds two cans and so he's trying to get on the plane at the last minute but this just into our newsroom boston airport has been temporarily closed due to the presence of a berserk man on runway six chasing an orlando bound plane and throwing what appears to be cans of chinese food <laughs> stay tuned for further details
0: Cliffy, Cliff, Cliff. I was gonna say, there's also uh, Fraser lose, you know, who's like cynical and doesn't believe in Christmas. Right. It's commercial, and he ends up finding his spirit at the end as well. Yeah, it's
1: it's got it. I mean, that's it gets all the credit. Unlike Night Court, plenty of people talk about you but really the the, the cast and the writing, it's, yeah. it's really it's so well done that uh, that's that's my favorite. But what do you have for your favorite?
0: all right so my number one okay anyway is um the new heart no room at the end actually (laughs) that that one's one of my my favorites uh we we talked all about it already yeah the the this um it's like a group of doctors that go i think like the silver leaves or silver hawks or something like that they uh, they're just there to ski they can't kirk is all upset because um they're made is not the right word they're um Help, I guess I don't know I don't know what to say there um is is leaving and he's kind of has a thing for her and you're right this is before uh Peter Scolari and all them so this was season one this was the very first season and it's it's I really enjoyed this one I wish they had done more because I I think they would have been fun but uh yeah he has to give up his Christmas ham there's the whole bit where he chops down like this 12 foot maybe 14 foot a Christmas tree and they only have enough ornaments for a, uh, you know, a tiny little tree that sits on like a tabletop tree. <laughs> and uh, so then, you know, Kirk trying to, to cheer everybody up since, you know, I think Julie was, her, no, not Julie. I don't recall anymore, but since, you know, she's not going and she's bummed, he tries to cheer her up because he's all happy that she's staying now. And so he goes to his place and gets a bunch of like random junk that <laughs> to decorate the tree okay. with. And, yeah.
1: What, what's Tom Poston's character's name? I can't, the handyman, George. George, yeah, yeah. And he's realizing that he doesn't have any family to <laughs> <Yes. with.
0: laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like, I'm alone in this world. And <laughs> so, yeah, I really enjoy that. And, and of course, as I mentioned, that stinger with the three wise men coming, uh, it was just uh, the cherry yeah. on top for me. So I, that's, yeah, I that's my favorite, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, They, You know, a lot of people, when I asked this question online to see what people thought, a lot of them really couldn't think of some from the 80s except for like Cheers and, uh, you know, Moonlighting and some of those. And so I find it interesting that a lot of people forget. And there are some really dynamite episodes there. The Keaton Christmas Carol was one, uh, you know, uh, as we mentioned. Uh, Just all these that we've listed, some of those honorable mentions that I listed. I mean, they're really good episodes that I think people just kind of forget because of you know they show I love Lucy every year and and you know the Dick Van Dyke right. show is very memorable and so it's kind of a bummer that some of these get really overlooked
1: yeah the the um and now these days like christmas episode is a is a thing for, it's a staple yeah a mm-hmm. they do they do one every year right um but they yeah each show like a lot of these shows there would be like two of them or three of them and but there's a lot there's a ton of them like the ones you mentioned um but so many more but it's it's they're they're really fun to revisit i'm i'm a big fan of uh, going back and luckily uh the internet you can you can find most of them
0: yeah yeah very magical thing but it does make me wonder you know what would you say would be out of all these that we've talked about here your hap hap happiest memory or or you know moment out of all these specials
1: so my one of the jokes of the cheers episode is the constant playing of it's a wonderful life. The show opens with that and they're like, Oh yuck. And then they start getting a little teary eyed by the, by the, the <laughs> conclusion of it's a wonderful life. That's how the show opens. But then at the end where like everything is pretty much wrapped up, you, you think every story is, is wrapped up. Um, what he's like, Oh look, they're playing. It's a wonderful life again. And, uh, a reporter cuts in to the, uh, the, the Channel 13 report cuts in and goes, I wrote down, breaking news, Boston Airport was temporarily closed due to a berserk man on the runway, on <laughs> r- runway six, chasing an Orlando-bound plane and throwing what appears to be Chinese food. And then uh, Norm just goes, oh, clippy, Cliff,
0: Cliff." And <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, um, I think it, and because I actually remember this. I remember seeing um the full house episode. And so uh as far as memories goes, it was it's gotta be watching it with my daughter and just being that. But my favorite part is when he's uh when when Danny was uh, accidentally he was sleeping on the conveyor belt and they accidentally press it and he gets uh taken all the way around outside, of course, in the snow, and he he comes back in, and he's just covered in the snow and uh I always thought that, that part was so funny. It just got me every time. <laughs> That's
1: great. Yeah. Being able to revisit some of these with, with my son has been great. I lo- I love introducing them to, yeah. to something from when I was their age. It's both my sons. It's great
0: yeah i i completely agree uh but now we come to my favorite part of the show so this is a little segment i like to call gag me with the spoon so this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the uh one of these episodes here and we have a lot to choose from um <laughs> so as a guest I can let you go first unless you want me to go first and in which case I can do that too
1: uh I'll, I'll go first but All unfortunately uh my my opinion hasn't changed since our last show where <laughs> okay. So I do think she was a good young actress, but uh, Jennifer Keaton, when she's playing the Christmas future version of herself, and she's got the sore throat, and uh, they bring in this really horrible-looking tree, and she goes, "What a beautiful tree!" <laughs> that's that's the part that kind of just makes me cringe a little bit because <laughs> it's a little girl trying to play like some sort of old woman voice, and yeah
0: yeah it's work. it's not great but it's it's great it's just yeah it's not it's great
1: funny it's funny like the whole the whole chaos of that episode is fun but yeah it's it's not our finest acting
0: <laughs> well i also uh so for, for my number one the no room at the end uh there's a part where you know um, kirk's love is gone and he's just kind of sitting on the couch and he he's just mad because he's you know he's gonna be all alone for christmas and he says <clears throat> Christmas is really stupid, <laughs> and I just thought, "Oh, come on, man!" <laughs> yes. There's there's a lot of other things you can say, but he's just so upset. <laughs> oh man, and it's been fantastic. But you know, I I got to know. G.I. Joe taught us that knowing is half the battle. What do you think the other half is? Make sure the parachute
1: works before jumping out of an airplane.
0: Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a very good one. That's better than mine. Uh, I said, if knowing's half the battle, the other half is just having a great Christmas episode. That's, that's true, too. <laughs> oh, man. But um, yeah, what do you want to plug? Tell me about your book and anything else out there. It's the, the same as
1: before. It's. Uh the the christmas book the ultimate guide to your favorite holiday um it came out last year september or something like that but um i am going to um try to update it each year so um i would say later this fall um there'll be a, a 2022 version and i'll Ooh. add a couple things um i watched i watched you know like the the hawkeye christmas um see mini series. There, there's right. some stuff I'll add to it and um some things that I, I'll i revisit or things that I missed that I've, you know, in my head I'm like, oh I gotta fix that. I gotta add something. So um yeah later this year I will I will come out with a new version. But um yeah it it goes through every aspect of Christmas. I I break down movies, movies that have some Christmas aspects of it but not but are not outright Christmas movies. Um, and I go through all of the television, um, by genre from, you know, action shows, sitcoms, medical dramas, and I list the Christmas shows and, and revisit, you know, my favorite ones of those. Um, but it's, uh, it's kind of like, um, a book version of what we discussed today.
0: It is, but it's also so much more. I mean, there's the very first chapters is just about the origins of Christmas. You have stuff on Christmas food, why we wear ugly Christmas sweaters. Um, you also have, and I like the section the um, where it's just other stuff that happened on Christmas. You know, like births and deaths and things like. I mean, those are cool. And there's a, a whole chapter just on versions of a Christmas Carol that is really neat. Right, I, I ranked a hundred hundred of them a hundred (laughs) yeah so it's definitely definitely worth getting if you ever wanted to know anything about santa claus or just why we do what we do you have to have this book if you love christmas this is the book to get so um thanks again for writing it and um thanks for being on it was fun thanks for having me on this is
1: this is right in my wheelhouse to have to be able
0: to talk about christmas in the 80s
1: i love it and uh, i'm a big fan of your show oh thank you uh, I, i hope I hope to one day do it again.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. We'll we'll get something. Especially, uh, I, I got a few things planned down the line. I'll, I'll send you a couple of emails and we'll figure it out. But you'll excellent right on. And on that note, I'm going to end it by saying, "What's the matter with you people? The first Christmas was in a manger. They did okay. So what if we stick? We're stuck in this crummy dump. Christmas isn't about presents or Santa Claus or cows. It's about a feeling. It's about Checking us out on our social media pages, Facebook and Instagram at Totally Rad Christmas and Twitter at Rad Christmas. And if you're feeling like Dorothy, Rose, Blanche, and Sophia realizing that they're family, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to check out our merch shop on tpublic.com and our brand new website, TotallyRadChristmas.com, courtesy of Tis the Podcast Elf, Tom Crow. Later, dudes.
1: I'm Chris. I'm Brian. I'm John. Together, we host the Yuletide TV podcast, where we're on the quest to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. On our podcast, we'll recap the episode, share a little bit of our own holiday memories, and go down a few non-Christmas tangents. And at the end, we'll let you know if what we watched is a Christmas classic, A Lump of Coal, or something in between. Best of all, you can watch along with us because we only cover episodes that are readily available on major streaming services. We like our eggnog spikes, so get ready for some hot takes served with a healthy dose of Christmas cheer. Tune in for our Season 2 lineup reveal on November 2nd, and then look for new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from November 23rd, which is legally Thanksgiving, until Christmas Day.
0: Our podcast may not be for everyone, But no matter what, we're glad you're alive.